You may kill me, but you may never insult me. Who am I? I'm Kevin Jack Sparrow. Get the truth about movies on the movie show. If he were telling the truth, he wouldn't have told us. <laughs> Tell them, Sparrow. Unless, of course, he knew you wouldn't believe the truth, even if you told it. Mm-hmm. Hello. Joey, it's Ross. I need some help. Help has come your way because you are listening to the movie show. What is up? Hello. This is the movie show. On Active FM. With your hosts. Mm, Sashi. I always say Sashwa and I don't understand yes. why you are add. Now I'm going to add to your name. I just have to find that. To confuse. <laughs> okay, Ryan. Hello. Because <laughs> <laughs> that it's like a full stop. Just like this is completely a side note. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. But whenever Ryan and I greet each other, we actually don't say hello. We just say each other's names. Exactly. So from now on, we'll just be like. Viewer. Listener. Listener. <laughs> and then we'll get straight into it. You know, because everyone's on the same page. We don't want to waste time with like trivial, even though we speak about trivia, it doesn't matter. We want to, you know, get into the trivia of the film. Exactly. So it's like, listener. So this show is interesting. <laughs> That's it. Wow. Or, listener. Active FM. So, all right. So this film is called The Tomorrow War. Yes, The Tomorrow War. It is a prime, prime video film. In other words, it is on Amazon streaming site, just in case you're wondering what Prime is, that is what Prime is. And it is a 21, 2021, sorry, film, and yes. it is an action sci-fi directed cool. by Chris Mac- McKay. Yes. If you don't know who that is, don't worry, I didn't know either. <laughs> <laughs> he apparently, I, I actually don't think I've watched any of his other films, he apparently directed the Lego Batman movie. The Lego Batman movie 2. Yeah. How, how, how weird is that? And apparently Chris Pratt was one of the voices in um, the Lego movie. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, it was a... Yeah, he, he was the, the guy, the man. Uh, I have not... You watched the Lego movie, yeah, didn't you? Yes. I didn't watch yeah, it. In fact, in fact um, he actually played two voices there. Oh, really? One of the characters had a double. Uh, it was the bad him and then the good guy. and then Was he Batman? He, no, he wasn't Batman. Oh, okay. No. Interesting stuff, man. The budget for the film is 200 million US dollars. Now... I know what you're thinking. That's a lot of money. No, I'm joking. Did That's not what we're thinking. <laughs> what we're thinking is, so what is the box office because it was released on a streaming site? So does it have box office? Well, actually, it currently does not. So if you search because it was released on a streaming site, it actually was supposed to be released in cinemas. So Paramount Pictures, actually, they were intending to release it in the theater. So it was intended for theatrical release. But due to COVID-19, Paramount sold the film to Amazon Prime for $200 million. On the dot. I don't understand that. So they made as much the, as they spent. No, they didn't make anything. They just they just made up for Sold making it. a movie. It's like, okay, guys, <laughs> we're not in debt anymore. We, we've, it's like we never made the movie in the first place. Like, legit, <laughs> literally. And I, um, I believe that at the time of whenever this was written on the Wikipedia page, like there were 94 something million people who watched. You know, if, if you're a what? Prime? Is it Prime, Prime subscriber, Prime yeah. Prime subscriber. There were 94 million, not, not like 98.8, or something like that million views? Views of the movie? Watch. Did watched, they not believe views? in their own film? Like, why would you sell your film for the exact same that it cost to... Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, were they like, no, guys, it's not going to do good anyway, so let's just get our 200 million back, and then we can, you know, like, <laughs> rethink this. Yeah. 
Let's just make what we spent. Yeah. That's it. I, when I oh read God. that, I was like, what? Why would they do that? Whose uh, idea was that? That person needs to be slapped. Whoever's closest to them, slap them now. Shoot him. <laughs> shoot him right now. Yeah, I actually thought it was... Um, I thought that this movie was a like a continuation of The Edge of Tomorrow. And it's funny because it's a similar story, isn't it? There's I aliens. I never thought of that. There's aliens and uh, they have to go... So these guys have to go, like, whatever, forward. Or yeah, they, have to, they have to travel time to defeat... Uh, the alien. alien, yeah, which is like honestly though, sure. The Edge of Tomorrow was better, in my opinion. That's yeah. just my personal. Can I be honest? When I first saw this film, I saw it because I follow Chris Pratt on Instagram. So I saw he was promoting because he actually was also so he's the main actor. Plus he was executive producer on the film, and it's quite funny if you watch like B-roll footage. He's like, so I got permission from the executive producer, me, to show you behind the scenes of. So like he he was really riding on this whole executive producer thing. Even with the other actors, he was like, no, I'm their boss. Yeah, I have to tell them what to do. You know, like so. But anyway, he was he posted about it, and I looked I looked at it, and I was like, okay, Chris Pratt. You know, it's probably a good movie because. Chris Pratt is in it, but I honestly didn't feel like watching another end of the world movie. Like I really didn't want to, you know, and you're just like, oh, here we go. He's going to have to save his family. Someone's almost going to die. Cause you know, we had just watched Greenland and yeah. like, <laughs> I feel like a very big movie genre right now is the end of the world and aliens. So yeah, it was just like, Another one of those. Another one of those. Yeah. I must be honest, though, it was different. I liked the, the storyline. There were surprises within the storyline, which I never saw coming. The CG was okay-ish. I love the aliens, I must just say, when, when they first came on. Uh, because they actually sort of really um, suspend you from yeah, the you don't Even know. if you look at the trailer, you don't get any close No, you don't, you know. And the first time they seen, because obviously, I mean, look, I'm not sure how far in the movie you are. And the way that they bring the aliens in, um, you, you're like you're hearing about it, you're hearing about the commotion, you're hearing about the damage, you're hearing about how scary they are. Mm. And then like you're seeing a lot of different stuff in the film, like the way that they were pulled up through time, all of that. And I was just like, okay, that's cool. Okay, okay that's interesting. Okay, okay, that's not interesting. You know, the way <laughs> they just fell out of the sky. He and was then, so supposed, can I just say, he was supposed to fall in, on, not in the pool. He was going for the cement. He was. He was headed for the ground. And then he went, and then, <laughs> I don't know what happened. I was just like, that wasn't so, I, I was watching it with people and I was just like, mm, no, no. <laughs> you know, you just like, that was so, that was seriously, really. It was just a, a, a East Coast <laughs> draft wind that, that came in. At but, the last moment. And it starts, it starts like that. Like it's yes. just, and, and then then he's like standing there he's like and then yeah and the start like, was strong the start was very strong you're like no what <laughs> what the heck and then it goes back to like now because now you, it's like futuristic and mm. the next minute you go back where the movie starts and it's like what was it two, 20 23 or something no 20 20 25 or 28 or so it was later it was more towards 2030 well That's 30 what I years remember. from 2048 I think Anyway, it's 30 years before that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that one. I must be honest, I enjoyed this film more than Greenland, though. Um, yeah. I, it wasn't. Greenland was uh, Greenland was heavy. It was a heavy movie to watch. And obviously, the ending was, wasn't bad. But it was, you know, when you're just watching the whole... I remember when the kid got stolen. I was traumatized. Yes. I was like, 
What are they doing? Like when that r- happens. Oh my word. You know, I thought that about our previous movie. When kids are involved. Yo. I'm just like, no, 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 no. But also no, ha- the wife, because she was separated from her husband, which is traumatic because now she's trying to protect her kid. But also, you know, like for, for a woman, the man is the one that's like, no, we're going to go there. We're going to do this. He's the protector. Now he's not there. So now there's already a stress level because it's like, yeah. ah. then the kid gets to, oh, I was finished. I was just like, this one's not like that. It's, for me, this one's got a little bit more humor in it, which just helps it not be heavy. So it's still like, ah, but it's not heavy. Through this film, I actually got a good tip on horror films because I was almost analyzing what I was feeling. Oh, yeah? Um, Yes, actually, it's true. We've just come from another horror. We're going to another (laughs) horror. You know that when someone is in danger and they're running away from a creature in confined spaces, Mm. that's where it was very scary Mm. because they were like in the stairs. They're like looking for these things and you don't see them. They're in the future for quite a while and you're like, okay, wait, where are the aliens? Like you're hearing them. And the worst part is they're civilians. They're not even soldiers. They haven't been trained. That's the part I don't understand. I actually have some some juicy information about that. I was just like... But it wasn't confirmed in the actual film. Why are they sitting around? No wonder why only 70% 70 of them die. I'm like... They should be like doing like uh, they should be like buffing them up and stuff, and they're just sitting around having nice chats about the past and about family life and how beautiful. I'm like, dude, forget your family. But they you still said it won't help. They said that the basic training, everything that you normally get taught, apparently in the situation least, would not help. Ah, uh, like gun targeting, just ah uh, something. Ah, uh, like no one. Uh, I'm just like no, like do something. Okay, obviously the nice thing was that your main character was ex. The minute yes. he said. Oh, and you only find that out like on Hot, the edge. Yeah, like just uh, as they're going to go. You don't look scared? No. Why? Ex-military. Are you ex-military? Uh, long story. No, no, long story. Are you ex-military? Yep. Yes. I guess that's the short story. <laughs> <laughs> and then to the future they go. To and even the way they're holding aliens. their guns and stuff, I'm like, yeah, that's a don't. Yeah. I must be honest. I just, I eventually I was like, yeah, they were going to die. That the, you know, when you they're actually, you're so stressed, you're just like, you know what? I'm not even stressing anymore. I'm accepting they're all dead because you're just at that point of like, they're so going to die. When yeah. the aliens came in. But then, uh, like, like I was saying, when they're in confined spaces, like I was at like the most stressed. But then I found that once they came out the building and they were in a lot more of a bigger area, I was just like, ah. Yeah, yeah, shoot them, shoot them. Yeah, kill them. No, 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 don't, don't let that one get away. Quickly, there, hurry. Why, why are you doing that? You know, then yeah. It's, yeah so. But back to the CG. The aliens were good, I agree. The other CG, the fires were not that great. There was one point yeah. at the end of the movie they go to. In the film, they went to Russia, right? But they actually filmed in Iceland. But I think it was in the film the, the, they had gone to yeah. Russia. There was this part where, I don't know, I can't remember what happened. I think Chris Pratt or someone was jumping to or from an alien. And it was, I was like, it was so fake. I still said to the people I was watching with, that was so fake. They were like, yeah, no, it was fake. I, I just remember that part. But Shay, maybe they were focusing on the aliens, you know. They were like, let's make the aliens as scary as possible. Yeah. And then like, do the other stuff quickly afterwards. Yeah. Now, in the film, Chris Pratt has a father who is played by... Ba- played by J.K. Simmons, who is 66 years old. It was good to see him. I was right, just like, ah, and he had a beard, and I was like... And he was buff. Different character, No, eh? completely different. Yeah. Now, apparently, the... So, the director of the film, Chris, he actually based J.K. Simmons' character on an Instagram picture that had been posted of Simmons. It went viral in 2016 when his trainer posted about him. 
It was a series of gym shots where it showed him with a huge shaggy white beard, wearing a sleeveless muscle shirt, doing, uh, doing intense bicep curls with his biceps bulging out incredibly. When it came to casting the role of the crazy dad who is living off the grid, the director said he immediately recalled the viral images and reached out to Simmons and asked him, hey, I don't know what shape you're in now, but if it's possible, I really want you to get that jacked up guy again and grow out your beard. Simmons said that the 2016 pictures, he said they blew up after it was posted on Instagram. He nevertheless accepted the role and he was attracted by the challenge of building that body again. In the final film, his muscular arms are on full display, first in a tight bicep hugging t-shirt and later in a sleeveless muscle shirt that shows off his biceps even more prominently. Yeah, he was cool. Because usually we see him, I mean, he was in Law and Order. Usually you see him as this office guy. Yes, strict, with like you know, the, the, the suit and... Yeah, you know, what the hell's going on here? You do your job, you know, that kind of thing. And here he is, he's like off the grid and he's all like rough. And He reminded me a lot of Mal Gibson, I must be honest. I think it's the white beard. Because you know Mal Gibson's yeah. been rocking that white beard oh, yeah. for a long time now. Oh, well, you know, you kind of don't have a choice. So. <laughs> but well, you I do. You could shave or you could keep it. So uh, there is choice. The color, you know. <laughs> you uh, could dye uh, it, right? Uh, but then like every day it grows a little... Imagine, eh? Then <laughs> you it's have an like, ombre beard. Yeah. What do they call them? Highlights. You can have highlights in your beard. <laughs> wow. Coming up, guys. Fashion around you. <laughs> I just started a trend. Although, you know, yeah. Wow. Just a theory. Now, with J.K. Simmons, he actually like intimidated a lot of the younger guys on set because of his great physique. And I mean, he's 66 and I mean, I think he was the oldest on set. But apparently he also shocked his, man, his, his much younger male co-stars with his muscular um, physique. Chris Pratt, who's 42, said it was unbelievable. I was like, is that even possible? He's got prison muscles. I was like, dude, where have you been? I can't tell you how many times I've talked about JK's arms. He looks freaking jacked in this movie. The J in JK stands for jacked. He's ripped. So that was Chris Pratt's comment about him. Then also Edward, um, Edwin Hodge, who plays, I think he plays, who does he play? I think he might have played, you know, there was the, the guy that had gone back in the future. I mean, sorry, to the future like three times already. And he like... Uh, yeah. I think it's him. He also said of J.K. Simmons, um, so he added Simmons put the buff young men in the film to shame, saying he's very jacked. I hope I look that good at his age. It was pretty ridiculous. You could see all of his veins. His muscles are bigger than mine, and I thought I had big muscles at the time. He's a thoroughbred. Simmons was thrilled with the praise and said, if nothing else comes from this movie, I'm happy. <laughs> Director Chris added, he was like... Coney Island strongman stuff. You expected him to be crushing cans off his biceps. Simon's even received compliments from Pratt's wife. Do you know who Chris Pratt's married to? Uh, something Pratt. Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. That's right. I, I actually watched an interview mm -hmm. um, of that and, 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 and what Arnold uh, actually said about him. Yeah. And, uh, in fact... Um, I remember Chris Pat saying that he had to buff himself up just to impress his, his, his father-in-law. Yeah. yeah, He was first married to, you know, the, do you remember the, the blonde chick? She was in Overboard and she was also in the scary movies. She's often in comedies. Uh, I know you're talking he was about. first married to her. I think they were married for eight years. They had a kid together and then they got divorced and he then married um, years later, Catherine Schwarzenegger. And she also said that she commented on how jacked he is. And I mean, that's from Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter. So if, he's, if she's saying it, then 
you know, you, you did a really good job. Well, on, yeah, Arnold was like, yeah, I must say, I was really, really impressed. You know, watch, I, I think he was doing something. In fact, I, I think he rocked up at his house and he was still working out or something. <laughs> something like that. And he was just like, he still commented on a specific exercise he was doing. He was like, he was really impressed by those, uh, whatever, bench presses or something like that. <laughs> wow. So Chris Pratt posted the following on his Instagram page on November 9th, 2019. He said, this is my first time executive producing on a movie and I can finally post about it. The title Ghost Draft turned out to be problematic for various reasons. So he started looking at other options. So originally this film was actually supposed to be called Ghost Draft. So then they went through a whole lot of names. The names were number one, Generation Alien. Generation Alien. Nah. Number two, World War A. <laughs> mm. I just feel like, no, because of World War Z. Yeah. Yeah. No. Next one, Generation Gone. That's cool. That is cool. <laughs> oh, wow. The next one, Saving Private Raelian. <laughs> okay, I think Chris Pratt is, you know, he's got a very good sense of humor. So, um, yeah. The next one is WWZ2, but with A's, not Z's. Okay, the next one is Horizon White Spike. Obviously, the aliens were called White Spikes. Another one is Hero, movie brought to you by Verizon. Another one is Jurassic Draft. That would have been nice, Jurassic Draft. Generation Draft. And then Alien Dawn, Rapture Dawn, Apocalypse Dawn, Hero Dawn, Destiny War, Saving Tomorrow, and then the Tomorrow War. Active FM Dawn. <laughs> so the Tomorrow War was chosen and yeah. That's what they they went with the tomorrow war. I must just say, like the the, the whole turn out of the story um, was uh, like I didn't expect it because I didn't expect. Obviously, don't uh, spoil, right? Don't give that spoiler. You expect a specific thing to happen, yeah? Because this movie is fresh, hey? It got released on this, on July the second. Yep. Like we're just a couple of days afterwards. Mm -hmm. Like it came out, and we were like watching <laughs> it, but the ending was, was for me was very satisfying. No, the the whole thought. Honestly, so in the beginning, I said I didn't feel like watching another end of the world movie. After watching it, I actually enjoyed it. I was like, that was a good movie. And I loved the emphasis on family. Like literally at the end of the movie, he says, the best version of my life is the one where I'm with my family. Like I loved the message of that. I loved how he even in the film says, I want to save my daughter. And if I have to save the whole world to do it, then I'm going to do it. Like there was a, there was a strong message of family yeah, in it. Because his daughter's like, stop this from ever happening. I'm like, wait, we can turn this around still? Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow. Now, in the film, so we all know, uh, what is Arnold Schwarzenegger's most famous line, right? I'll be back. Exactly. Do you know Chris Pratt in this film says, I will be back to his daughter, which is a slight variation obviously from i'll be back but i'm pretty sure you know there was a tie i'm pretty he maybe was trying to improve maybe at the premiere he like okay there probably wasn't a premiere but maybe like they all yeah. went to arnold schwarzenegger's house to watch it and then he like this one's for you dad <laughs> <laughs> yeah so chris pratt said that the shooting location for the winter scenes in russia was on a glacier in iceland that has never been filmed on before so they were the first people to film on it this is crazy he added that a few weeks prior to shooting a couple's so a couple's bodies had been discovered down a fissure and they appear to be preserved from about 1940. Obviously with the ice, you know how the ice will preserve a dead body so it won't decompose. But apparently, so f a few weeks wow. before shooting, they actually found this couple's, their bodies that had been, they'd been frozen up in the ice. But they, when they 
checked it's been from ninth the year 1940. How crazy is that? Wow. So Chris Pratt literally said in an interview he made sure he didn't take any wrong step because otherwise in, 90, in 2080 they'll be finding his body in Iceland on this glacier. Mm -hmm. I guess that's why they've never really filmed there before. Eh? <laughs> right. This is crazy. So this is what I, was, I, I mentioned earlier. So you know how you said you, you don't understand why they send civilians, which also, like, it wasn't 100% clear on why they send civilians. It was kind of like they just needed the help type of thing. Do you know that in the original script, the soldiers from the past were secret, secretly poisoned with a toxin which eventually killed the aliens who consumed them? So the plot twist explained why they did not need training. They were always meant to be expandable baits, but that was not included in the movie. Kamikaze, like but I don't stuff. know. They should have included that in the movie. But that's disgusting. That would have made it more think about it because you could have you could have actually added more um, intensity into it. Exactly. Because there would have been a, a a thing of wait, they sent us here to die, you know, yeah. type of thing. Like, no, we'll fight back. We're going to wipe and this the out. the alien comes. And, and then the he comes like, back. And then and they're then like, why is the alien dying? <laughs> and then he comes back, you know, to his present time. And he's like, I'm back. <laughs> you see? And Mister, we never, you guys sent us out there. You see, you could have. Exactly. You know, yeah. Maybe they didn't cool. want the people from the future to look evil. Because that would have put them in more of an, anta an antagonistic. So they're just bait. They're like but that the that explains the no training thing. Like that explains you it see? perfectly. Damn it! No. How funny was so you know Chris Pratt made friends with um the guy <laughs> that talks a lot. That guy's a comedian. How funny was he? He wouldn't stop talking. Like at times you were like, "This guy's gonna die." I like him because he's and he funny. carries on. But he's just gonna die, <laughs> and he never. Uh, spoiler alert! Yeah, no, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. I think I kind of got that from the movie. Yeah, I didn't I, die. I, I just felt like, nah, they're not going to die. These are probably the heroes. There you go. There's, there's your two heroes right there. Right. But I must say, the plot twist was very nice. And I was watching behind-the-scenes footage. Did you see behind-the-scenes, any uh, behind-the-scenes footage? I really find, no. So they have, like, they have, obviously, they filmed a lot of it green screen. And, like, there were wires and cables and all of that for the stunts. But, you know, when they're in Miami fighting on the street, yeah. they actually had, they were on location there. But it was the weirdest thing because, you see, I don't know where they filmed that. I don't think they filmed it in Miami because in, a, in an interview, Chris Pratt said, so this is supposed to be Miami, which kind of gives out that they're not filming in Miami. But um, they were on a highway. And underneath, you know how there's the double-deckers? So you have like yeah. highways on top of highways, if I could word it like that. So in the footage, you see they're on this one highway. And there's cars and there's that have like crashed and fire. And they're running around shooting. Oh, cool. But you know when they shoot, they actually... The guns obviously aren't <laughs> shooting. But it's... Yeah, they, they look like they're shooting. Firecrackers. Yes, exactly. But the craziest thing was the camera zoomed out slightly and literally underneath them on the 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 un, so the highway that was underneath that specific highway. Am I making sense? Yeah, the, the you, you spoke about the double deck. Yes, yeah, so the lower the, the lower one. The lower level. There yeah. was normal cars and traffic and everything. So here they are, like in the middle of the. Imagine you like driving on the highway and next to you. You're like, what is happening? And then you realize, oh no, they're just filming a movie. I suppose they used to it in America. They probably are yep, used to it. The movie. They probably have signs up saying like filming in progress. Filming, yeah. But literally, it was. I was like, what? Because in the movie, it looks completely deserted, obviously, because the aliens have ransacked the city. And you know, I think if you were in a car, 
they even took out the, the it wasn't tanks it was those big army trucks i mean the aliens took those out so if you were in a car i think you were finished because the aliens would have and come. they ran eh yeah no they did those things ran fast and they sh- the fact that they shot the minute they said white spikes, I was just like, why do they call them white spikes? And then when they arrive in the place, you see the spikes against the wall. I'm like, oh, mm, okay. And they're white. That makes this like terrifying. Yeah, no, they were freaky. I'm shaking. We, when we were watching it, we were like, shh. But then it's because we just watched A Quiet Place. So in our minds, we were like, they're going to hear you. But it's not A Quiet Place um, aliens. These are different. These are, they actually, they, they classified them as planet clearing aliens. So, and... They said that th- this movie actually linked quite a bit to... Remember that movie Prometheus? I think it was pro- called Prometheus. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And also Alien. You know the movie Alien? Yeah. Because appara- I-, I can't remember which one it was, but in one of them also there was... Um, an- so aliens came, but they were the, the... I think they called them the pilots. And then they on, on board they had other aliens which kind of like do their dirty work for them and like clean the planet and kill whatever lives on the planet and the same in this film you, you the, at the end they realize they were you don't see the the clever or the intelligent or non-predator aliens that were flying the ship you just see the the white spikes which are the planet clearing ones the yeah. pit bulls uh, release I th- them. I think they're w- way worse than pit bulls. Yeah, no, definitely. They, 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 you know, um, I was trying to find out where, like, what was their, their idea around, uh, I mean, you, you, I, I sort of spotted, like, different um, ideas, you know, put together. Yeah. Mashed together type of thing. They were different, though. That was nice. They were very different. Yeah. It was um, like something fresh. Like, oh, okay, we haven't seen this before. <laughs> that's what I was saying. I, I thought it was cool. So, um, when designing the White Spikes, director Chris McKay basically told the crew, I want you to be scared and think you're going to get hurt just looking at this thing. Eh. All right. <laughs> and so, well, basically, when you see this, uh, th- these actual creatures, now, I thought they were like super, I mean, at, at first when they come on, you're like, whoa. Like, you're trying to look how they operate. At first, it looks like it's a snake. Yeah. You know how they first brought it in? Yes. The, the thing that shoots, I was like, it slithers, and then eventually the it yeah. like fully immersed. I was You're like, almost merged. expecting like was it predators? You know predators versus aliens. Yes. You know the predators mm-hmm. almost got that type of feel, feel. at first. Mm. The way that they they basically they basically introduced. But um, now this is from a website um, that I'm basically quoting now. So the journey towards making the monsters started with the simple parameters that came with their name in Zach Dean's script. They're called white spikes for a reason. All right, so we had to, we had to kind of reverse engineer, um, and so we gave them the pale color. All right, for those who haven't watched the movie, we we're giving you a bit of insight here. <laughs> all right, I'll try not give too much detail, but it's really really cool. And we gave them the ability to shoot spikes, right, which we've already said. White spikes. So the rest was up to their Im- imagination. Now during pre-production, we developed the creature really in three phases. All right, and they basically go the whole thing of they had a concept, and if you look at the concept art, they actually look a bit more scarier than. In the actual film, well, really, a, a bit more quite weird um, because in the actual concept art, oh, you see do. them, and I didn't get this too much, but uh, th- so we spoke about these like slithering, like almost arms, like almost yeah. like snake, like. But uh, those things shoot spikes, but they also like walk on them. Oh yes, and then you can see how they can actually even swim underwater, which now they've evolved from uh, the quiet place because now they can swim underwater. I at first thought they couldn't swim. 
I think I think I'll say it in it's the like, back of my mind. If you think next one, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So, um, so basically, the pale color, the rest. So we developed them in th- in the three phases. So the concept art, and then the other thing that they then looked at was uh, actual the you know the, the the modeling and that, and then the the animation. Now get this. So the person that was behind uh, a lot of the concept art and stuff like that. Um, this guy's in credits include Aquaman. Oh, wow. Pacific Rim. Huh? Um, for the first part. They, they, they also recruited uh, illustrators Ken, who was basically uh, Maze Runner. Oh. And remember Maze Runner, the monsters? Yes, they were good. They, they were, were like these odd, weird, but kind of weird. And huh? then Carlos, which was from Blade Runner, uh, to figure out the unique, frightening look of the white sparks. And for so me, is this guy's speciality monsters? These guys, yeah. The, the, these illustrators, So when they put... because. You know, obviously, if if someone's going to say, I want you to make something that's mm. terrifying to just look at, mm. already you've got to start, you can't just do oh, a monster. You, <laughs> you have to like think, okay, they're going to have head like this. Because if, if you if now I'm right now looking at a picture and like already I'm looking at the head and the way that it's pointed and yeah. you can see and the way the eyes are and the way the teeth, it, it is. It's designed to look extremely, extremely frightening. All right, so we spent several months on the process. We had versions of the creatures um, that were sort of humanoid, as if maybe they were, you know, uh, sort of Dublins of the, the human race. And then we had other versions which were um, reptilian, so they probably had like scales and stuff like that. But even on set, um, they would have uh, like parts for them to interact with. The, because I think the most challenging thing is during filming. Mm. Um, you've got to have something prepared so the actors know what they're fighting with. Not only that, but for me, the most the most difficult part when you start adding uh, digital to the actual filming, the live action filming, is that the humans are either going to interact with them or they're not. Yeah. You know, either they can keep the distance, they keep the space available for the shot to say, okay, they're going to be here. But then also that the, they've got to look, the actors have to look at something. But then when they have to interact with them, and, and there was quite a bit of interacting. Mm, no, there was. They they, they had parts, um, and sometimes they, I, I think that they even said that they had sometimes even men in green suits would stand in yeah. to use like force against the actors. Sometimes they would have like um, like sculptured stuff that they could hold and grab and stuff like that. So obviously, with this well-designed alien in mind, then going onto the live-action set, they would have to interact with them really, really well so that they they. They um it, it they could in, you know make the the digital fit nicely mm. with the you know so uh, th- they had full sized bu- um, puppets on sets that occupied the right space volumes that they could move around with the actors so it looks proper. Sometimes we had some yeah somebody in a green suit working against the person. Sometimes we just had a rig. <laughs> so obviously trying to make it feel as natural as possible, they even went as far as to have a stunt person in a gray in a gray suit and photograph them right alongside the actor. We had pieces, That's whether clever. it was a leg or a tentacle that the actors would grab onto. We had made a lot of practical props that were eventually replaced, but we gave the actor that realistic performance because we were doing our best to shoot the movie as if the creatures were actually there. And I think that would, would have been something that would have really, really added on to the filming and the, the, the reaction from yeah. the actors. The actors would have like been that. grateful for that because shame, yeah. a lot of actors are thrown into a green room with nothing and said, go do the scene and you're like, or they like, have a picture. Alice, that's the thing. That's the monster. Mm, okay. Not that does it scary. make noise? Does it, uh, how does it move? It moves like this. <laughs> and then you're like, oh. mm, okay. And then of course, everyone has to have the same idea as yeah, well. No. All the actors. 
Like, why are you looking there, man? Oh, I thought he was taught, you know, so they... But normally with eyeline, they'll put like a ball. A tennis ball. <laughs> yeah, a tennis ball on a stick. Or do you know, for A Quiet Place, John Krasinski often would get in a motion capture suit and be the monster, the aliens. What? Mm. Is it? I think because he knew what he wanted from yeah, the actors true. and he's an actor himself. So he probably just thought, you know what? Let me get this performance out of yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. I think that's quite interesting because uh, obviously uh, for someone to be the writer, the writer and obviously the director, that that, that works out really well yeah. because they can really, really do it well is that obviously they have a a the, the world. They know exactly. Mm. They have the feel. They've they, they got this whole like, world in their inside mind, of their mind yeah. that they've got to bring out. Yeah. yeah. No, it was a very good film. I, I enjoyed it. I Ryan, did you find it long or was it? I found it slightly no. long, but the next day I was thinking about it. So I was like, it's not a bad, if I'm thinking about it, that generally for a film, if you don't enjoy it that much, you generally aren't, it doesn't get like yeah. caught up in your thoughts type of thing. So, but I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like, I've watched longer films like Zodiac. Don't watch Zodiac. That movie's like three hours and we didn't know. <laughs> we were sitting at like nine o'clock like, I want to sleep. <laughs> How long is this film? <laughs> we looked, we had like an hour left. We're like, what? <laughs> yeah, I've had that before. Yeah. I've had that. I'm just like, okay, I'm not going to watch the rest of the <laughs> film right now. I'm just so not into this film. <sighs> well, how, how long is 138 minutes? 90 minutes is an hour and a half, isn't it? Mm, so yeah. it's... It was only 138 minutes. Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. It was, it was definitely, it was over two hours. Really? Yeah, because two hours is 120 minutes. Okay, I'm shocked. So it was two hours and about, it was, yeah, like two hours, 20 minutes well, to I, round it off. I tried to watch this with my family. Um, they were the in-between parts they would watch. And then I would like, because I was streaming from my, from my Mac, you know, onto my yes. TV. And then I would like, then the scary parts would come. And then I would just like, zoop, take it off the screen. I'd sit there like this. Ah! It would be like, Daddy, Daddy, I want to watch. I'm like, trust me, just, 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 I'll, I'll tell you. And he's like, okay, tell me when they fight. <laughs> Shame. Yeah. I watched this. We actually had a, a, a couple of people come over. So I watched this with people. So it was more of like an interactive movie watching session. But my mom was quite funny. She watched the beginning, read the middle, and watched the end. <laughs> That's what she did. Yeah. All right, I'll give you a heads up. And then you give the heads up. And then you're like, okay, let's enjoy the film. I, sp I, I by mistake, read a spoiler before watching it. Oh, is it? So I kind of had like, yeah, I knew at the end. Okay, I'm not going to spoil it. I want to watch this film again. I'll tell you why. Because um, with, with now, without the intensity, oh, I want to get the details. The details, So I'm yeah. definitely going to be watching it again, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely good. And the humor was nice. Yeah. Hilarious. Yes. Of course. Chris Pratt. Yes. Executive producer. Himself. <laughs> yes, giving us yeah. spoilers. So this has been the movie show right here on Active FM. And until next week, mm -hmm. we will be back. With another movie. Yes. I guess. Mm -hmm. So this is us signing out. Cheers. Peace out. <laughs>